All right. Welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary. This is episode six, I believe. Uh, so today I am joined with Steven from hello, episode hello. three. Yes, hello, hello. I'm glad that you're back. Glad to be here for sure. <laughs> we sound like a really shitty radio show. <laughs> <laughs> what movie do you have to promote? Uh, <laughs> Coming to a city near you. <laughs> The Haley and Steven show. Steven, coming to the big screen. <laughs> Disclaimer, this is not Howard Stern, listeners. This is not Howard Stern. Ew, gross. Okay, so basically, uh, Steven is with me today. Um, Katie is off taking her little sister Christmas shopping uh, five days before Christmas, as in good Katie style. Mm, but... Nice. Um, Anyways, I still wanted to try to get an episode out. I think I'm going to try to make it my uh, New Year's resolution to get one episode out a month. That seems like such a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> but totally, totally doable, though. Totally doable. I know, it's totally doable. And yet we have failed so badly with it <laughs> since starting this stupid podcast. <laughs> Uh, trying trying so hard though like i find so many things in my day to day where i'm like oh my god this would be amazing to talk about and so i have an ongoing list in my phone uh it's called rich people things and i just okay. add to it <laughs> every time i find something rich people things like you just find like there's these crazy like rich people are like oh yeah they have this really crazy thing or oh my goodness that'd be perfect yeah let's just put that in the list uh, see, I found I found something earlier today that I would like to mention right now, but I am highly considering using it <laughs> in another okay. episode. But it does have to do with a beaver's ass. A beaver? Okay, do wait. Beaver or a beaver? Like the animal. Okay, all right. Because if we're talking about <laughs> yeah. beaver's ass, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we that beaver. We could talk about like a whole episode about Mr. Beaver. Oh, we probably could where like both of us would have to have to get in on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One person cannot cover the beams. It would have to be two. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, he's so awful. I just learned that he married someone with my name and I got a little bit sad. Oh, I know. He married a Haley and I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Oh, that's me. Okay, so shall we get into it? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's, let's get into it. Okay, so last time Katie went first, so uh, it is actually my turn to go first, if you don't mind. I don't mind. All right. Ladies first. Ladies first. I'm no lady. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm just uh, not a very ladylike lady. I cuss far too much for my mother's preference. Um. Okay, so... Uh, the f fun fact, I actually wrote this like two, three months ago and, uh, just really haven't gotten around to using it, but I figure that it is actually weirdly Christmassy in topic and considering that this is a Christmas, uh, time episode, it is not a Christmas episode, but it is coming out at Christmas. Um, so basically... I came across an article that uh, was speaking about the opening 
or reopening of a place that I went to on an eighth grade trip to New York with Katie, actually. And Katie broke her ankle on that trip. So that oh, was no. fun. Um, has she not told you about that one? No, this is a story I don't know. Oh, she was wearing flip-flops when it was very, very rainy, and she slipped and broke her ankle. And so our woodshop teacher, Mr. Rat, had to, uh, like, scoop her up and carry her. I actually have a really wonderful photo of her uh, getting a piggyback ride from him. (laughs) Nice. I'd love to see that photo someday. Well, it's also amazing considering that Mr. Rat is a six-foot-nine man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's a gentle giant. <laughs> he actually is. Honest to God, Mr. Rat was, uh, I would very much so put him akin to Bob Ross of woodworking. What? Yes. That's, he, a, that's a lofty claim. Well, just like he spoke so softly and so gently into your soul. <laughs> And he was he was such a gentle giant. Now now this here this is a beautiful piece of oak wood. Yeah, you just you just gotta love it tenderly, you know. And don't worry, <laughs> it'll it'll love you right back. Now just make sure that you respect the machinery, and it will respect you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mister Rat was my favorite. He was so, he was also the photography teacher, and so he was just a little artist soul in a six foot nine body. I would have loved that so much in my soul. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I told I feel, you that. He I, really and truly shaped my my thirteen year old self. He did. Yeah, I, I told you that. I I just recently like discovered Bob Ross for myself, right? And uh, it, it was such an amazing journey. Like it's so amazing. Like I'm so like I there's only like a few times in life where I've been really disappointed in myself or something and Mm -hmm. the fact that i had not watched bob ross before 30 years of age i am so severely disappointed in myself like i'm watching this and like i'm weeping in front of the tv (laughs) and i'm just like i am a miserable sad sack of shit right now (laughs) no bob wouldn't want you to call yourself that and that's why i feel so disappointed because he would be so encouraging and loving (laughs) Bob loves you, Stephen. Bob loves you. For my holiday, for my work's holiday party, I, for the White Elephant Exchange, I stole a Bob Ross plushie doll plus a Bob Ross mug plus a Bob Ross (laughs) plus a Bob Ross coloring book from someone else, which is not in the spirit of Bob Ross, but I wanted it so bad. <laughs> I'm sure. So I'm sure. The I'm sure he appreciates owner. the gesture. I'm like, huh. I'm now the proud owner of a beautiful <laughs> squishy Bob Ross pussy, and like we had to talk about, we had to talk about at work because like some of the older people were like, I remember him being on TV, but like that was a while ago. Why is he so popular now? And I was like, because my generation is filled with anxiety, and he is a calming presence. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> He is the he is the calm in the midst of a raging storm. Oh, Bob Ross. So I think Bob Ross is the probably exact opposite of what I'm going to talk about today. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, the place I'm speaking of, and it is a place. I'm talking about a place today, not a person or uh, I suppose you can kind of call it an event, but it's an event that's been going on for like a hundred years. Okay. Um. So 
Once upon a time, Katie and I went on an eighth grade field trip to New York, and we were given uh, a free <laughs> afternoon to go uh, exploring down Fifth Avenue. And uh, possibly the first thing that we discovered was a wonderfully obnoxious, expensive, magical toy store called FAO Schwartz. Have uh, you heard of FAO Schwartz? I have indeed heard of FAO Schwartz. Okay. So for anyone who does not know FAO Schwartz, uh, it's a ginormous toy store that's been open for like 150 years-ish. Uh, its flagship store is located in New York City. Um, and if anyone has uh, if anyone has watched Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, it's kind of like that. Uh, have you seen Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? Is wait, is that the one where wait, is that Heath Ledger? Like, and he like died before filming that. Is is that Heath no. Ledger? No. <laughs> What am no, I thinking that of? Is, oh no, no, uh, I'm thinking of the imagine um something Dr. Parnassus, something like that. I don't even know, man. Uh Mr. McGorium's Wonder Emporium is uh oh god, what's his name? De Dennis Hoff Dennis Hoffman? The Rain Man guy. I haven't um, seen it. Okay, so let's just yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> the, the guy who plays Hook in Hook. I, I know I know Dustin Hoffman very well, absolutely, but I've okay. never I've never <laughs> seen this movie you're referring to. <laughs> Anyways, the, the, what happens in the movie that I'm referring to is like uh, Dustin Hoffman's character is Mr. Megorium and he owns this massive toy store that like all the children adore and and go to because all the toys come to life and it's magical in there and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so it, it's everything that Toys R Us wanted to be, but never quite got to. OK, uh, so uh, funnily enough, Toys R Us super ruined FAO Schwartz. Uh, because they bought them in 2009, and as we all know, Toys R Us uh, died died their death yes, earlier this year. Yes, they did. They did. So they they kind of fucked over F.A.O. Schwartz big time uh, mm. and had them closed down in 2015, Okay. Uh, which I didn't know until I was doing research for this. But anyways, F.A.O. Schwartz is back, baby. Nice. Uh, yeah, so apparently they were actually back in the uh, fall of 2017 <laughs> at the original Fifth Avenue location uh, because they were bought by a different company who is not Toys R Us, and uh, I don't know who that is. I'm sure the information is out there. I don't care. Uh, uh, but basically, the internet is pretty much all talking about right now their new location in Rockefeller Center. And so I guess the Fifth Avenue location is gone dust. My memories of Katie and I there, dust in the wind. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm still going to talk about the Fifth Avenue store because that's where my memories are located. And also it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so by the way, at FAO Schwartz, uh, the, when Katie and I were there, she bought me an ugly doll because we were there around my birthday and it was my birthday present and like made my life. I loved that thing. Mm. Um, it cost her $20, and that was, like, a lot of money for a 13-year-old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot so, of money for a 31-year-old. <laughs> I, I currently think of $20 bills as, like, the adult's $1 bill. Yes. <laughs> like, yep, here you go. You no, know, you, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little background on F.A.O. Schwartz. 
Uh, it was created in 1862 by a German immigrant uh, named Frederick August Otto Schwartz. So F-A-O Schwartz. Uh, it was initially known as Schwartz Toy Bazaar. Uh, by the 1890s, they were known as the largest toy dealer in all of New York. The store has been claiming to be the original Santa Claus headquarters uh, for a long time, because apparently in the 1890s, they were the ones who had the idea to bring um, a man dressed as Santa Claus into the store and talk with the kids. Hmm. I always thought that was Macy's yeah, thing. Yeah, same. But uh, F.A.O. Schwartz likes to claim it. So Got it. Uh, if they want to duke it out, they can. Sure. Yeah, I'll see a fist fight between two CEOs. That sounds great. Two uh, CEOs in Santa suits duke it out. That's, yeah, that's better. That's better. We've mm. got to stick them in a boxing ring, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, apparently, the FAO Schwartz Santa Claus would give out the Christmas toy catalog, which has been published every single Christmas season since 1876. That's a lot of Christmas catalogs. Shoo. I didn't think I didn't think that toy catalogs were a thing until like the 1950s. Uh, wow. But basically, so none of this sounds outrageous yet. It just sounds like a toy store. Sure. Um, let's let's find out what makes them so memorable as a toy store. Uh, the store is magic and draws you in with like relatively normally priced toys and then it smacks you in the face with like a moving noah's ark display that can, that you can buy for twenty five hundred dollars okay naturally yeah yeah so uh, which the noah's ark display included uh the whole ark so you get the boat uh, and then seven different pairs of stuffed animals. So there were like elephants, giraffes, donkeys, lions. What? <laughs> so you get all that. Oh, also the boat moved. So that was fun. Um, this this must oh, have been like a massive boat. Yeah. No. It it was huge. It was it was it was ginormous. Like I saw it when I was looking at a video. <laughs> Okay. Of of like someone taking a tour of the inside of FAO Schwartz, which by the way, I have um let me go ahead and send this to you. I have uh, a photograph of what uh FAO Schwartz looked like at its first location in New York, which was on 23rd Street, says this website. Okay. <clears throat> um so it looked like a it looked like a classy classy building. Yeah. Yeah, it was cute. Like, hold on. Oh, they got the window displays from 1911. Oh, photographs. Oh, there you go, friend. Let's look at these beautiful little window displays. Like, it looks so much posher and less friendly than I would ever anticipate (laughs) for a toy store. It's very different now. (laughs) There's far more loud and bright and obnoxious colors rather than like glass boxes holding toys i don't know those dolls on those countertops look pretty creepy i would not want to be in that store after dark honest to god all dolls look very creepy <laughs> oh, oh 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 yeah no no i'm with you chucky Mm-mm. couldn't do it can't do it Lit- barbie no no thank you do not want <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's literally when I was four years old, I distinctly remember having a, like one of my first me- 
No, probably my first memory is when I am four years old. It was my fourth birthday party. It was 101 Dalmatians themed. And um, <coughs> hold on. My dog is trying to scratch herself and she has got a cone on. So it's just smacking. <laughs> Strudel, <laughs> no. Um, Strudel. But anyways, first memory was I do remember getting a Barbie doll as a present from some unsuspecting parent. And I remember opening it and going, ah, no, who got me this? <laughs> oh no oh that, that my mom was just like awful. mortified <laughs> oh man yeah my mom was 100% mortified anyways back back to FAO Schwartz so basically uh, FAO Schwartz sells all of these extremely specialized large stuffed animals and like celebrities will fly in from all over just to go to this iconic store mm -hmm. um i remember going there with katie and they had larger than life lego statues of all the harry potter characters like hagrid um and uh the ceiling is nothing but lights and so i found a quote on wikipedia to address the lights on the ceiling and it is quote eighty thousand led lights mounted on the ceiling above the main atrium space each led light is individually addressable and creates a dynamic light show so that's fun what the whole yeah so the whole ceiling is a programmable led light board that they basically would just like display like images or like fun light shows on and it like it's so eye-catching that you're just like what the fuck is happening this place is amazing as someone who has lighting design experience and has done lighting design for theatrical stage shows i am so turned on right now by what you just said you're very turned on i wonder how many universes it would take like three universes because there's only like 25,000. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I have also done lighting design. I hate it. Um, but basically, the idea of having 80,000 individual lights sounds terrible to me. I could barely handle like the couple hundred I had. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, crazy ass ceiling. Uh, it was a three story experience. Uh, so it had a massive candy store, these giant displays like that Noah's Ark moving ship shit. Uh, there was every toy you could possibly want. There are people dressed as toy soldiers who are guarding the store. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> It's so That's unnecessary. Awesome. It's so unnecessary. But most people would probably recognize this place from the movie Big with Tom yes. Hanks. Yes, yes, because, yes. Because uh, there's the scene where Tom Hanks gets on top of a massive floor piano, which I looked up how long this fucker is, and it's 16 and a half feet long and three feet wide. Jesus. Yeah. And so he plays... Uh, heart and soul and chopsticks and I actually I have a picture pulled up of Tom Hanks on the piano uh, with the what the owner of the toy store I have not watched that movie in a very long time um, but also he's so young in that movie but it's literally because of this scene with the massive piano that F.A.O. Schwartz sells 
a miniature version of it on their website. No way. Yeah. So, how, how I mean, if you really it? wanted to get one for your kids, you absolutely could. I think it's $100. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, it's really, it's not bad, but it's not 16 and a half feet long. I want you to know that. Oh, well. So, I mean, not nearly so exciting. Yeah, well. Um, anyways, uh, I also learned that uh, when FAO Schwartz was sold uh, by Toys R Us, Macy's bought the piano and they refused to name how much they paid for it. They were like, it's a treasure. It's it's a wonderful part of New York history. It's it's completely um <laughs> it's it's unpriceable. It's it's priceless. And yeah. I'm just like, that's bullshit. How much did you pay for it? Because yeah, yeah. the piano has been estimated to be worth a quarter of a million dollars. So you know they paid probably at least a million for it. I don't know if they paid a million. I'd be willing to bet minimum three hundred thousand. Okay. Um, but I have no idea. They refuse to release the number, yeah. but it is estimated to be two hundred fifty thousand dollars. My dog is being the whiniest little teapot right now. Strudel, <laughs> I'm petting you actively as I speak into this microphone. Why are you being such a whiny little bitch? Ah, <laughs> oh, she's so needy. Um. I love her, though. Uh, so anyways, uh, since FAO Schwartz is now opening up their new location, they have since gotten their piano back. Naturally. Uh, I don't know if they had to pay Macy's for it, probably, or if they could like pull the that is our piano card. Uh, that's our 16 and a half foot by three foot wide piano. Thank you. <laughs> Tom Hanks danced on that for us. <laughs> um. But uh, now that they're opening that new location and have their piano back, they actually are hiring uh, professional dancers to tap songs out on it every hour. No way. Yeah. So if that's if that is not extra and unnecessary, I don't know what is like. It's an experience to be sure. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, they hire they're hiring tap dancers to to tap dance their little hearts away on a 16 and a half foot wide piano i don't know why this is so important to me that it's 16 and a half feet long but like that number is stuck with me now it's fair <laughs> so i kind of want to um, see that I, I i don't know i i i think i'd really like to see that show you can go there now i don't know if any clips are available on youtube yet because they they just barely reopened it like um in time for christmas I mm -hmm. guess that was their main goal was get open for Christmas, but it's at Rockefeller Center. So, you know, that like thousands upon thousands of people are going by every hour. Yeah. All the tourists are there to go and see the big, shiny, the big, shiny tree, the big tree, the big boy tree, the big My boy dog. tree, the big boy tree. And um, yeah, they're, they're they're probably drawing people in by yeah. by doing that. Um. Yeah, so uh, another thing is that uh, the flagship store on Fifth Avenue had things that you could not get elsewhere, uh, like the chance to make your own Muppet. Uh, so it was literally a make your own Muppet area that it was like this massive factory and it had heads on the walls and you picked out the fabric of the skin and the nose and the eyes and the clothes. And I wanted one so goddamn badly. 
but they were $150, so I could not get them on that eighth grade trip. You know what happened a year later? What happened a year later? My parents went, and they got me a fucking Muppet. (gasps) Oh, your parents fucking rock, dude. My parents got me a fucking Muppet, which I still own to this day. His name is Carl. Send me a picture of that shit. I will send you a picture of that shit. I unfortunately do not have it queued up right now, so I gotta I gotta go searching. But um I I will be he is orange and he is fuzzy and he's wearing a blue plaid shirt and I love him. And So it's um, like it's like build a bear, but it's build a Muppet. No, that's actually exactly what it is. It's <laughs> fucking glorious. And, <laughs> <laughs> like I so I still have him. I will absolutely post pictures. One hundred fifty dollars for a Muppet is still a lot, but now that I am an adult and know like how much it takes to make something, I kind of get it. Yeah, and you probably would t- pay the same amount on Etsy. Um, sure. Yeah, but no, and and, and it was uh, Fao Schwartz had that area and it was totally sanctioned by the Jim Henson company. So they're legitimate Muppets. I could take Carl and stick him on Sesame street right now. Yeah, you could. I absolutely could. I love him. Uh, what's sad is that he is 100% in his little bag that he came in right now. And he is in a drawer under my bed. Sorry, Carl. I just do not have room for you. Sorry, Carl. Sorry. Sorry, Carl. Not that I don't love you. It's just that I caught you when I was 14. And my house is currently filled with shit. And my dog probably will think that you're a chew toy. Because <laughs> you're soft and fluffy. And she likes that. The only thing you don't have is that you don't squeak. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if he squeaked? That would be great. Would it be amazing if like one day you just came home and like he came alive? That would be a little bit horrifying if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, he's just, he's just sitting in the kitchen, just, you know, making, uh, making some lunch. He's like, oh, hey, Haley. Hey. Oh, oh, hey. I'm like, oh, God. Hey, hold on. I did find it on my thing. So I'm going to send this to you via messenger right now. Oh, if my phone would just go. Okay. There you go. <clears throat> uh, Carl did baking with my buddy, Alyssa and I, it was pretty dandy. Nice. It was it was great. But yeah, he's big and he's fluffy and orange. He looks a lot like Animal, if I'm being perfectly honest. Fair. Okay. Animal's one of my favorite Muppets. He's a drummer. He absolutely is. Did, have you have you gotten <gasps> it yet? There he is. He's my beautiful fuzzy boy. He's my good, good boy. Look at him. How old are you in this picture? Um. You look, wait, you look 14 or 15. 14, 15? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What it's, a... uh, that is at my, my buddy Alyssa's house. Thanks, Alyssa. She and yeah. I got real into baking for a while. What a Muppet. Look at you guys baking up a storm. I know. She was also in love with Carl. <laughs> Carl had a following for a while there. Yeah? Yeah? Like, like, like a small fan following? Mm-hmm. Like, once I informed my, my also equally nerdy friends that I was the proud owner of a Muppet, they were like, are you shitting me? We have to have him. <laughs> are you, are, we, we have to have it. We have to have you. We have to see this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So enough, enough about Carl, though. He is fantastic. 
what else did FAO Schwartz have that was extra as hell? Uh, they had a make your own Barbie area and a make your own doll, which I guess was uh, pretty much the same as the Muppet area. You could customize everything on your Barbie or doll. Um, F.A.O. Schwartz has normal toys. They've got the stuffed animals. They got the Legos. Sure. They got the ugly dolls, whatever. But they also create a lot of custom things that I find very questionable. And those are the things that the celebrities are after. Uh, okay. They, for some reason, created and sold an Etch-A-Sketch that was covered in thousands of Swarkovsky crystals and had a price tag of $1,500. Okay. I don't know who in their right mind needs to have (laughs) an Etch-A-Sketch covered in thousands of crystals. So there's a there's a nice picture of that. Um, this one is blue and it's on display somewhere because apparently someone desperately needed that for their um, <laughs> for their museum. It came in red and blue. Both are gaudy and ugly as shit. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, they also money. had a. Yeah, <laughs> take my money. Uh, they also had a one-of-a-kind Barbie foosball table with, guess the price tag on this one. A Barbie foosball table? Yeah. Shoot, I'm going to go in the range of, let's say, $2,300. <gasps> You're so close. It's 25000 Oh, wait, you said 100 I'm sorry. I did say 25000 25 was that a thousand at the that end was of that? A, that was a thousand at the end of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my God. Who do, who do you think bought this foosball table? It is it is a pink foosball table that has um, the all of the little foosball football players are Barbies. Uh, to me, it looks creepy as hell. But uh, who, who do you think needs this creepy as hell? thing is it a celebrity it is a celebrity is it a movie person a movie slash tv show yes i hmm. it's someone who has not been in the media for a while but once was a very popular meme uh um Dolly Parton? No, but fuck me. That's what I want it to be now. It would be infinitely less creepy than who it was. Can I just tell you? Oh, please do. It was Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, Charlie I'm Sheen. Sorry, our... Charlie Sheen? <laughs> I love that you went hardcore silent for a few seconds there to process this information (laughs) Haley, i am still processing this information that charlie sheen wait wait is it was it for his daughter or for a wife or did he buy it for himself no he hardcore bought it for himself so i i'm gonna move on I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to take that. I'm going to just going to ball that up. I'm going to process that. I'm going to move on. 
Here, let me let me read you a quote from uh, weeklyworldnews.com that is about <laughs> it was published Mar- this article was published March 8th, 2011. Okay. And it is quote, representatives of FAO Schwartz, the famous New York City toy store have confirmed that Charlie Sheen has purchased the Barbie foosball table for $24,999.99. In an official statement, the Ritzy Toy Emporium explained, Mr. Sheen visited our store many months ago and showed serious interest in the Bonzini Babyfoot Barbie foosball table. At the time, he was staying across the street at the Plaza Hotel's Eloise Suite. As was well documented by the press, his stay was cut short due to Mr. Sheen's unexpected hospitalization, and he was unable to return to the store to finalize his purchase. We heard from Mr. Sheen's camp earlier this week, and the table has finally been shipped to his residence. We believe that Mr. Sheen will enjoy the Barbie foosball table. It combines his two primary interests, blondes and winning. They just totally shaded him so hardcore in public press. That is awesome. Uh, uh, And oh, and apparently the assistant of Mr. Sheen confirmed Charlie likes games, especially if they involve teams of lovely ladies. He has already scheduled Ladies Night, the annual Charlie Sheen Barbie foosball tournament for this weekend. Oh my god. Ezreal Schwartz, why did you bring this into the universe? What did you do this to us for? Oh my god. Uh. Uh, it does feel weirdly right that he should have it. So, uh, that's pretty much the end of my thing. I just wanted to, uh, quickly mention that, uh, the most expensive toy listed on their website as of when I wrote this article two months ago, uh, was a four-foot-tall stuffed animal giraffe that was eight hundred dollars. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Okay, Anyways, that's getting more in my price budget. Yeah, that's more in your price range. That's that's more in the outrageous <laughs> price range. Uh, Twenty-five thousand is low. Eight hundred is fine. Um, oh my god. Yeah, but oh. long story short, the new FAO Schwartz location is going to be marketed as an experience. They're hiring magicians, performers, piano dancers, <clears throat> everything to make sure that it's going to be fucking amazing and draw in. All of the crowds. Uh, so if I ever go back to NYC, I will definitely go take a take a looky loo. But excuse me, if I don't spend twenty five thousand dollars on a Barbie, Barbie football table. table. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh. Uh, sorry, sorry everyone. That was I talked a little bit long about that, uh, <laughs> but it's too good. It's too good that Charlie Sheen has that. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I would would you call FAO Schwartz a little bit outrageous, a little unnecessary? Yeah. Uh just just a little bit. Uh, but I would also go a step further to say that Charlie Sheen is a little bit outrageous and a little bit unnecessary. Maybe we should maybe I should have done my article on him. <laughs> maybe you should have. <laughs> uh oh my god. 
I hadn't Ugh. actually read that article the entire way through, so I'm really glad that I got to experience that with you. <laughs> oh, I was just using that article for the photos. Oh. Mm. Whoo. All right. What you got for me? <laughs> so it, like it's kind of ironic that like y even though like this again this isn't a christmas episode like again you're talking about a toy store and toys and obviously tis the season um and damn it you made me choose between like a couple really good topics that i that i really wanted to talk about but i really settled and it's, again it's kind of ironic uh, i settled on a new year's theme um be because new year's ladies and gents is right around the corner it um, is. And, you know, New Year's is always so interesting because, you know, New Year's always brings, I mean, think think about how many New Year's we, we've lived through now, you know, and with New Year's, like, the first thing I think about is New Year's resolutions. How many resolutions have we and have people made that they haven't kept and that they haven't, that they've fallen through on? Like, I know I, I do it every year. Like, Stephen, I made one earlier this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's most likely not going to get followed through which is really shitty because the bar was really low <laughs> one episode a month Haley. one episode a month you can do oh, this god. If, honest to god i think i'm gonna have to switch back and forth between you and katie because one of you has to be available once That's a month right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so new years, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, honestly, like for me, as I get older, like the years fly by more and more quickly. Um, and you know, obviously with the promise of a new year, it's like, okay, great. So whatever the last year was, it had, it's good. It had, it's bad. It had, it's eh, you know, but it's done. You know, I've got a new year ahead of me, a brand new year, you know, you know, I've all this to look forward to, but where I want to focus on tonight is actually New Year's Eve. So the night before the brand new year comes into play. So I've the got a big old party night. The party night extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. The the probably I would dare say probably the most massive party night out of the year, I would say. I mean, yeah, I would say it's bigger than July fourth. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, because this one is <laughs> it, it's celebrated around the world. It is the world's party night. But uh, July 4th is just for America. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know so, why I got so deep on my America. Yeah, you did. America. America. Oh, you're so much gruffer than me. Well, it's because I'm a dude. Manly <laughs> <laughs> man. I'm a Maryland man. Uh, so, so with my New Year's theme, uh, I have a couple little kind of goody tidbits before I actually get into kind of the, the, the main bulk of the outrageous unnecessary part of my new year's topic. So, um, and also ironic, the first thing we're starting out is, is something that's in New York city. Hey, <laughs> the so, most extra town, <laughs> the most extra town ever, extra, ever, extra, extra. Um, so when we think of new year's Eve and when we think of New York city, we think of the ball drop. Absolutely. We think of the ball drop. We think of Times Square, uh, the, the the Times Square ball. And I've actually never seen it uh, in person. That's actually 
little little side notes on my it's on my bucket list on Shelley's and I's bucket list to to someday be in Times Square to see the ball drop because it's you know it's iconic it's classic it is, it's, it's totally iconic but I have heard from people who have done it before that they recommend you do not because you are there for hours like about twelve oh, hours yeah. and that you cannot go to the bathroom while you're there and yeah, that is very cold. Right, 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 and I've heard that too, and that is like the one thing like dissuading us from fulfilling that bucket list promise. I mean, you so, absolutely can't do it while your children are older, because then they're gonna expect to go along, but they're just gonna be whiny. Oh no, no, that don't know. If we go and our kids are still at a relatively young age, like they will not be with us. Like we we will let them stay with grandparents or. <laughs> <laughs> Katie and Jenna for the week or whatever. Um, and we'll just call it good. Um, Fuck so the, the tw- children. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some fun facts about the Times Square ball. Okay. So like, I was just curious, like, you know, I was looking up, you know, obviously news around the corner and obviously I chose this topic. I was like, I, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I don't know a whole lot about the ball, about what goes into it. And so I've got some little fun facts um, about the Times Square ball. So guess, just guess, how much the Times Square ball weighs. Oh well, am I am I guessing on the lighter side or on the heavier side? You're guessing in pounds. Oh uh, well, I wasn't expecting ounces. I thought it would at least weigh one pound. Um, it does. It does weigh at least one pound. <laughs> at least one pound. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wait, hold on. I just feel like the title of this episode now either needs to be at least one pound or what you said earlier, which was, I don't know anything about the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Back to, back to our game. Um, 20, 20 pounds. Yeah, that's a, that's a good guess. Absolutely. It weighs 11,875 pounds pounds what <laughs> what <laughs> i'm sorry listeners that that is eleven thousand eight hundred and seventy five pounds with a 12 feet circumference it's that big it is that big it doesn't look that big on that is the size of an ornamental tree i know there are 2,688 Waterford crystals that were recently added uh, last year to make it more glisteny. There it, are. What was it before that wasn't good enough? Uh, it just it, it just had lights, just just you know your typical LED lights that were inside of it, but they added crystals inside it so that the light could refract off the crystals and make it even more glowy and shimmery and That's extravagant. Fucking extra. Okay, continue. Uh, there are 32,256 LEDs inside that ball. Jesus Christ. What did they do before LEDs came out? How many big fucker Edison bulbs were inside this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can just see that like, they're building the first ball. So, um, well, uh, we've got a light bulb. Mr. Edison saw to that. But uh, how... how they want to. The mayor wants a what now? <laughs> <laughs> he wants. He wants us to light up a what now? With how many? He wants us a what? <laughs> I can just see their conversation. I can just see it in my the mind. The wheels turning in their head. Okay. Like, how in the fuck? <laughs> but we're not done yet. It takes 
50,000 watts of electricity to power just the ball. I need that put into terms of how many city blocks this would create a power outage of. But uh, but th that sounds like a lot. But I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm going to give a, a comparison to just the square radius that Times Square is. Okay, however many, and I should have looked that up, but I, I don't have that off the top of my head. But just just Times Square, it takes 161 megawatts. So not so. And here's nothing I should have wrote down. I should have wrote how many watts is in a megawatt. But essentially, I mean, that's mega. All. Oh, fuck. Well, we're Americans. We don't we don't do the metric <sighs> system. But mega. What is the system? It goes centi, which is hundred and then mm. uh, kilo, which is thousand. Mm -hmm. And then. And then. Uh, is it is it mega? Yeah. So it's a million. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what? So one million watts is one megawatt. That was fucking painful, Stephen. Never make me do math again. <laughs> so anyway, so so fit so fifty thousand watts. Okay, so obviously that's in, that's insignificant uh, compared to the one hundred and sixty one megawatts it takes to light up just Times Square for sure. But still, for one ball, fifty thousand watts that's a lot. That that's is a lot a of lot. light bulbs. That's that's a lot of light bulbs. Thank God they switched to LEDs. Those are way more efficient. Guess how much it cost to make. Oh no. Wait, question. <laughs> is it one ball that has been reused over the years, or do they make a new ball every year? They make a new ball every year. They make that a my, new ball every year? That is my understanding. Is, is this they, paid for by taxpayers? You know, it probably is. God damn it. <laughs> just take a just take a guess. Oh, I don't want to take a guess. Is it did it cost more than Charlie Sheen's foosball table? It did. It cost $1 million. Ugh, a nice round number. <laughs> $1 million, ladies and gents, for the Times Square ball that drops every New Year's Eve. Why do they remake it every year? Can't you reuse it? It gets used once every year. It's like a fucking wedding dress. <laughs> then they're like, well, you can only wear it once. It's no good anymore. We're too fat for this now. That's right. We're, 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 oh, we're, we are much too fat as a people for this ball. We need a bigger ball now. <laughs> <laughs> Something to really show off our booming economy. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So next on the list, we're moving forward. Um, okay. Have you ever, uh, what's, let's start this way. What's the most you think you've ever spent for an alcohol tab? Oh, well, that's a very bad question to ask me, considering that I don't drink very often. But um, are we? You can, are we, are you can we even guess me like a friends, like a friends tab, or, or like the people that you that you that you're close with that that go out. Is this for one person, or is this for like if I'm with a group of people? Let's just no. Let's just say one person. One person. Okay. Well, I'll go with my boyfriend because he really likes whiskey. So. Attaboy. Whiskey and scotch. So that's what he always ends up spending his big bucks on. And so sure. I will say that, like, the biggest tab that I've seen him accrue is, like, $150. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's not too terrible, I, I would think. I mean, I make him stop. So. He's also friends with the bartender, so they cop him a few. 
Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many nights I know that because when I when I worked for uh, the restaurant in downtown Oklahoma City, you know, every night, you know, there were so many great bars, you know, within walking distance, you know, after we'd close up the restaurant. There's definitely a couple of nights where, you know, I would have, you know, a lot of cash in my pocket, a lot of money and, you know, just, you know, out with friends and, you know, and of course you have friends that you like to buy drinks for. Then, of course, yeah, obviously there's the bartenders that that know you get to know you, that hook you up. Um, but then, I mean, there was one night I remember I racked up a $268 tab. Jesus, that must have been a good night for you, though. The hangover must have been exquisite. <laughs> It was, it was, I was so drunk. It was so bad. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was outrageous, outrageously bad. So New Year's Eve night, I mean, you think of how much is spent on alcohol. I mean, it's just, I'm sure, I'm sure the number, and I didn't look up the actual number, like, but I would be so curious to know like the final number, like the average amount of money that's spent on alcohol just on New Year's Eve party night. Well, the good thing is, is that um, there is a place in Florida that serves a specialty cocktail that is only reserved. Is it in a fishbowl? Tell me it's in a fishbowl. It's not in a fishbowl. I'll send you a picture in a minute, love. Oh, God. So um, this is a, uh, it's a one night only cocktail. Again, that's served on New Year's Eve night. And it's served in a three-foot-tall glass cylinder. This drink is made with a Jeroboam. And for those who are uh, alcohol uninitiated, a Jeroboam is 1.1 gallon. Uh, so it is made with a Jeroboam of Dom Perignon Rosé Champagne. And the equivalent is about uh, uh, two, two and a half bottles. Dom Perignon is expensive shit. Mm-hmm. So think of 1.1 gallons of Dom Perignon. Okay, Jesus. so that's what we're that's what we're starting off. Okay, couple thousand. I'm already part of picture. Do you share so, it with friends? You have to share this multi-gallon drink with friends. <laughs> so uh, this drink, uh, so it's so it's served with. Okay, so it comes in this uh, this three foot tall glass. It's got a it's got a stalk of sugar cane in it, and it also has. Um, a plethora of long straws, obviously, again, like we're saying, to be shared with friends. Um, the size um, it, it is obviously similar to a punch bowl, so it can serve, you know, a lot of people. Um, and on, uh, it's actually, it's uh, it's at Nikki's Beach. It's actually in my notes. It's at Nikki's Beach, and I think it's that's in Miami, Florida. Is, okay, um, I was going to say, is Nikki's Beach a restaurant or the town? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, Nikki's Beach is in, um, yeah, Miami, Florida. Uh, there's also a private fireworks show that gets shown right off the beach there um, that you can get um, this drink at. This signature, it's actually a signature mojito uh, that they make. Again, there's fresh strawberries, limes, and there's also mint, again, with a, being a mojito. Um, a person can buy said mojito for a low, low price of 10 grand. Oh, Oh my god! Oh my god! I was expecting two grand because you said Don Perignon, and I was like, okay, a bottle of that is like a a thousand, I think. But and I just sent you the huge. picture. Is of... this an? Wow! Oh my! It look okay. Wait, is is the sugar cane the straw? Uh, no, it is there for like aesthetic. 
So as a garnish. No, I want it to be the straw because that'd be the world's <laughs> fattest straw. <laughs> also, I don't know why the picture of Carl just sent there to you. There he is. Hello, Carl. <laughs> he just popped up with a bunch of cupcakes just looking at me. <laughs> Carl, are you alive for real? I knew it. It's a Muppet. It's going to come to life, Haley. I, it's a Muppet. That's what they do. <laughs> no, he's, it looks like he's staring up at the drink picture you just sent me. So it's like he was able to finally send and reach through the internet because he was like, I want the three-foot alcoholic beverage. I want that. Give it to me. It yeah. looks like he's reaching for it. <laughs> yeah, $10,000, Haley. Ten thousand dollars that is more than i have in my savings right now (laughs) oh indubitably that's that's more than i have in one of my savings for sure oh you've got multiple savings shit you're such an adult (laughs) (laughs) well one of them was set up when i was born you know so yeah the one that was set up when i was born was the one that i used today That's why I've got a good credit score is because they're like, wow, your oldest bank line's been open for 20 years. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah. So, yeah, okay, so it t- was made when I was five. I just did that math. So. <laughs> naturally, naturally. OK, so moving on. So 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 notice here that um, we, we are starting. We're uh, so it's at the 10,000 mojito. And now we're going to take it up a notch just a little bit. So. Um, do, do you, do you, do you remember here earlier in the podcast that we, uh, that I had a, a tough time d- making a distinction between Bieber's ass and Beaver's ass? Oh no. <laughs> Maybe that's our title. I'm going to have to do another poll tonight. <laughs> last time I had, I was forced to do a Twitter poll on what the name of the podcast should be. Wait, I need a pen. I need a pen. Hold on, I need to write this shit down. Excuse my rummaging noises. Hold on. What did... (laughs) It was... uh, I don't know much about the ball. And then at least one pound. (laughs) At least one pound. And then... Bieber's ass versus beaver ass. (laughs) (laughs) I love everything about this. So, on the topic of (laughs) Mr. Justin Bieber... Oh, I was hoping it'd be beavers. (laughs) So... the five days leading up to December 31st um, in uh, the Fontainebleau, Miami Beach, um, there is this five-day affair that you can reserve for a certain sum, which we will get to in a moment. Okay. And uh, for this said sum, you will get a 9,850-square-foot multi-floor Sorrento penthouse. Which boast five bedrooms, six plus baths, a private pool, jacuzzi, formal ditching room, and a full kitchen. Arise and head down to your private poolside cabana, 
where you'll be piled with enough booze and food to fill an elephant. If you've saved any room, you can head to private dinners at the opulent restaurants in the hotel, such as the Hakkasan, Scarpetta, and Strip Steak. Or you can snag and access keys to a stable of Lamborghinis, Ferraris, McLarens, or other supercars of your choice. It feels very wrong calling it a stable and then it being cars. <laughs> I, I was expecting fancy, fancy horses. Yeah, but if you think about it, cars are referred to in horsepower, so it makes sense that it's I, called a stable. It does make sense. Like, stables stables are the housing for our transportation, and horses were our transportation, and now cars are our transport. I get it. I'm just not saying I like it. I wanted there to be fancy fucking horses. <laughs> you also, in this, you get a free $100,000 shopping spree because that's also included um, and on New Year's Eve night you'll get a front row seat to Justin Bieber's private New Year's Eve concert with only a few select invitees off obviously you would be one of the invitees if you purchased this five-day affair Afterwards, uh, the party ends. Um, you'll uh, have a private yacht that will take you to another club to finish off the night. Like and on this, a different island? Yes. What the fuck? How close are these islands? Apparently they're pretty close. Does Bieber do this every year or is this just like a, a this year thing? No, this was actually done in uh, last year in, in uh at the end of 2017. Oh so I, 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 do, I do not know if he'll do this again, but I want to um, know if they do this every year, just with a different artist. Possibly. That's very possible. That would but be interesting. How much do it, I have to pay for this? Steven, a half a million dollars. Oh my God. It's a hundred thousand per night. A hundred thousand dollars a night for five nights. So a total of half a million dollars. And you can have all that I mentioned above and more. But I don't have to pay extra for the car. Do I get to keep a car? No, you just get to have a stable of cars. And I'm going to use that word stable. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it feels like I'm going to end up spending all of my time trying out the stable of cars in order to make my money worth it because each of those cars is worth one of my night's stays money. <laughs> See, for me, it's, it's, it's an easy choice. Like, you know, uh, for me, um, I would probably go instantly to the McLaren. I mean, I That's love... what I was going to say. Look at us, two peas in a pod. Yeah. Or two horses in a stable. <laughs> two horses <laughs> Yes. So, Your dad jokes are on par. <laughs> so at the end of 2017 last year, some people dropped half a million dollars to go spend five nights on this luxurious resort, drive amazing, beautiful supercars, and get front row seats to watch Justin sweat off his beaver ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like, 
Spending that amount of money to see Justin Bieber does not seem worth it to me. Also, if I'm going to pay this amount of money and have that penthouse, I expect more than just one jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah. I want multiple jacuzzis. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I want a butler to bathe me. (laughs) For For $500,000, you better be getting a butler, right? (laughs) I want Jeeves to come and visit me when I am in my jacuzzi and be like feeding me little grapes and then hand me some keys on a silver platter. Be like, go drive the McLaren, Haley. So, all that being said and done, uh, we are at the uh, the creme de la creme of my New Year's Eve topic. Jesus Christ. So, you know, so New Year's Eve, obviously, there's tons of things you could spend money on. Obviously, as we have noted tonight, you can drop a lot of cash on a lot of crazy things um, for New Year's Eve. But why does New Year's Eve only have to be enjoyed one time? Why couldn't it be enjoyed twice in the same night? Well, it's possible. I don't understand. (laughs) It's possible, ladies and gentlemen, because there is a private jet commercial called Private Fly that on New Year's Eve night, located and based in Sydney, Australia... They offer a premium, premium, ultra premium package that allows you to celebrate New Year's Eve in Sydney, then fly to L.A. It takes you across the international date line. Oh, my God. And celebrate New Year's not once, but twice. No. Oh my god, it takes you across the international date line. That's genius. So here's how it works. Okay, so this was it, it was first rolled out um in 2016. So your your day starts in Sydney, all right? You're down with the Australians, get down under. You're down under, getting under, you know what I mean? Oh god, so, I hope we don't have any Australian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I've if I've offended you. I have so much respect for you in Australia. It's ridiculous. So much respect for you all. Anyways, <laughs> so you're so they're down in Sydney, and you know you're with other VIP party goers, and you're you're enjoying the nightclubs. You know you're, oh man, you're enjoying the fireworks, the festivities. You're getting hammered. You're getting drunk, and you know it's almost midnight, and you're like, man, this is gonna be over. But then a representative from Private Fly says, why enjoy it once? Come hop aboard our super fast Gulfstream jet and let's go to L.A. and you can live it all over again. So the Private Fly, the Gulfstream jet, it's a Gulfstream G650 ER, which is one of the fastest. It it can actually fly almost at the sound barrier. It's so fast. Um, And it is a 12-hour flight across the international dateline from Sydney to LA. Um, and you arrive roughly about 8 PM ish, um, again on the 31st, um, in LA and you get to have the whole evening, the whole night to, to party over again. Um, and of course, like on the flight, like you have this huge, uh, this huge high spec entertainment system. You get fine wine, excuse me, fine wines, champagne, um, all, um, everything is catered in. Um, you have like these, 
really, really expensive, really elaborate food. And everything, everything is catered. Everything is catered to you. And, um, you can also, there's also these like these little private cabins in, on the Gulf, on this particular Gulf stream where you can like rest and sleep for 12 hours. That way, when you get to LA and it's the night before, it's the same night, then you can, you wake up and feel rested and recharged and ready to go. So you get to start the kind of the party all over again, which is unbelievable. So for one person to do this, it is 200 grand to enjoy that's two nights on the island <laughs> i know for for yeah if, so yeah if you don't want to spend 500 grand to go to go party with the beebs then you can spend 200 grand and for one person and and experience this twice however they do offer a group discount for a group of 18 passengers because 18 total is what this um the uh uh the jet the gulf stream sits for for 18 people um, it is only eighty nine hundred dollars per person. A little bit more reasonable, right? I was say, that's much more reasonable. You assume I have eighteen friends. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's assuming you have eighteen well-to-do friends <laughs> who can drop next to ten grand, um, you know, per person to enjoy New Year's Eve twice. New Year's Eve twice. I don't Wait, even really enjoy it once. Why do. would I, I want to enjoy it twice? It's not my favorite holiday, but. <laughs> I have multiple questions. One, if it is just my lonely ass wanting to go, do I get the whole plane to myself? You do. You do. For, for 200 grand, you get the whole plane. You get a flight attendant all to yourself. Okay, well, that's that's more fun. That's more interesting. I would run up and down the halls like a small child. Um, but my second <laughs> question is, are they taking me to a specific party or are they assuming I know how to find parties? So, um, let's just see. Okay. So, uh, in Sydney, um, there is a lot of like VIP, um, um, parties that are uh, around, uh, the, the Sydney Kingsford Smith area, which is where the airport is. And that's where the, the private fly office is located. So obviously you, you would call in, you would, you would, you know, you know, pay and, and set up, uh, you know, your time to, to do this. And then you would go party and then you would, like, you'd be responsible for the party before. And then you go to the jet and then the jet takes care of the rest. Cause once you land in LA, there is an exclusive VIP party package. Um, um, for example, one of LA's most, ex most exclusive restaurants, which is called Spago. Um, it, um, you get like a voucher or a pass for something to, to get into one of these VIP party places once you get once you get into L.A. OK, well, that's good that they're taking me to a party because I don't know how to find parties. I'd just be going around a city being like, hey, does anyone want to go to a bar? Yeah, but but here's the thing, though, like if, if you have that much money to drop. Like if you were of that 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 status, yeah, you like don't need like, someone to find a party for you. No, like I, I feel like the party would come to you, or like you know, I feel like or, or maybe not even that. I feel like that would be the type of person that would know how to find the right, who would have connections already established, parties already established. Maybe it's for the rich guy's really nerdy son who has daddy's money to spend but no friends. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the dad billionaires who got a nerdy ass son who you know they want to, they want them to to get out of the nest and to go meet someone new so they just drop them off at an airport and said all right go have fun twice 
if you can't do it right the first time, well, you got a second chance to do it right. <laughs> Go meet someone. Get out of my house, please. <laughs> So, uh, so there you go. There is my New Year's Eve outrageous and unnecessary shit for the night. Ah, oh, that made my soul very happy and hurt at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Ten grand on a three foot drink. Made my wallet hurt. That's for sure. Made my wallet hurt. Oh my god, my bank account is weeping right now uh, yeah. <laughs> just on its knees just no, no. but i'm such a loser no, i'm yeah. such a loser <laughs> oh uh, my it has been an absolute delight to have you here with me my dear steven well thank you miss Haley. it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show yeah so uh almost definitely you're gonna be back with us because i think that you enjoy this as much as i do and uh and I, I really and truly, I like the stories that you were managed to find. They are obnoxious and delightful. So well, thank you. <laughs> I think that's where we're, we're going to end this. But before I do so, I just wanted to do a shout out to our listeners that hopefully if you are still listening this late, it's uh, an hour and eight minutes into this recording. But I just wanted to say, uh, please follow us on social media. Uh, it really helps us out. So if you follow us on Twitter, we are oh, unnecessary, uh pod, Or at least I'm pretty sure that's what we are. Hold on. God, I should have looked this up before I actually... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's oh, unnecessary pod. That's on Twitter. And then we're outrageously unnecessary on Instagram, where you can find all of the images that uh, Stephen and I were sending to you each other uh, throughout this uh, to give you some context. And then um, if you have any questions or comments or uh, anything, you can send us an email at outrageouslyunnecessary at gmail.com. And uh, last but not least, if you like us, like subscribe to us, tell your friends, spread the word, write a nice review on iTunes. It really and truly helps us out. I know we're not all that uh, good at staying current and have a good schedule, but anyways... uh, it's much appreciated when you do, and uh, it's me behind everything, so I will almost always reply to you and be like, hi, hello, thanks for listening. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 great if you could do that. So, anyways. 